brain damaging your own child. <laughs> Typical. She was too smart for her own good. <laughs> yeah, Got to dumb so. it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Utimus Maximus. Indeed. As the Romans say. <laughs> I'm sure they used the, to say that. The old Roman saying. Those Roman surfers. <laughs> right. Well, I guess, I mean, you've got a lot of coastline in Italy. Most mm -hmm. surf somewhere. Yeah, I always forget that uh, Rome is, is next to the ocean. Um, you don't really hear about the beaches of Rome, so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, how's it going, E? It's going okay. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a little tired, but. That's fine. That's apparently it's been decided that Saturday is the party night. So, yeah, you guys are uh, wild partiers now. Yeah, yeah. Apparently we are. Mm -hmm. It's been uh, many weeks of being here. Speaking of wild parties, it's just called two brothers. No, that's not. That's no good. It's just called. It's just called. It's just called two brothers. <laughs> uh, I'm Marcus Harwell. Let's do Hold this. on, <laughs> I'm going to step on it. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, uh, James, resume uh, recording at this point. There you go. Uh, speaking of which? What? Oh, speaking of wild parties. Uh, I am uh, Marcus Harwell. And I'm your brother, James. Not the Marcus Harwell. Apparently, I'm just a Marcus Harwell. <laughs> uh, it is just called, it's just called Two Brothers. Rock on. Welcome to the podcast. There we go. We'll mess that up at the end. Oh, of course. As is our way. As is our trademark. Uh -huh. Which will never get old. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Nothing ever does. Well, we're still here. Which is why you do a weekly show. <laughs> That's right. It never gets old. No, it can't. Daily. I don't know. The Tonight Show is almost daily for mm -hmm. 40, 60, how many years now? It was before mm -hmm. me. Uh, yeah, late 50s when yeah. Steve, Steve Allen yeah, exactly. uh, was doing it. So He was the first, right? Yeah. Steve Allen and then, um, <laughs> keep wanting to say Ernie Kovacs. It's not Ernie Kovacs. Yeah, Jack I don't Parr. remember. Jack oh, Parr. that's right. Jack Parr. That's correct. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, yeah. and some guy. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> one of the Jimmies. One of the many, many late night Jimmies. Pretty soon it's just going to be them. That you won't be able to host a late night show. Unless your name, unless your name is Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Do you, you, ever, you watch Craig Ferguson sometimes, right? You like him? Um, I used to watch him until his show went off the air. Sure. Oh, okay. I don't <laughs> ask. What? He's not still on, is he? I have no idea. The Late Late Show, no. <clears throat> it, I'm very uh, out of touch on okay. network things. Yeah, I used to, used to watch him when he was on. Everything he went I to, know um, about network TV, I learned from memes. Fair enough. That's, um, that's current network TV. Right. Yeah. No, he, he hosted for a while, and then he, um, then he went to uh, the celebrity name game game show. Um, I have no idea. And then I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. And better off just as well yeah <laughs> you know they had fun but it was i couldn't believe they could sustain uh multiple seasons of that you know but uh, it's basically people giving clues and guessing what celebrity they're talking about uh, that sounds unbearably tedious yeah yes it's kind of <laughs> like um dollars pyramid except the the clues and answers were only about celebrity names oh so pretty much yeah all right so can't get yeah, enough. Fair enough. Anyway, why, uh, stuff. <laughs> why did you mention uh, Craig Ferguson? Craig Ferguson? I don't know. He just comes to mind when I think of late night 
hosts. Oh. I mean, there are yeah, there are a bunch, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just <laughs> I, was, I watched a bunch of Stuart Lee videos, the the English comic. All right, uh, he's uh, excellent. If anybody out there wants to um, indulge in some intellectual and funny stand up, he's he's the man. Mm-hmm. Stuart um, Lee, I'll put it in the show notes. Stuart Lee, I'll, yes, I will put it in the notes. And maybe a link to a video, mm-hmm. uh, this video, where he talks about uh, his disdain for James Corden and being uh, disappointed by it because James Corden is constantly praising him, mm-hmm. or at least has on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, quite. Uh, yeah, J- speaking quite of which, um, who runs, an, James uh, who runs a, a late night show himself? Right, which is what, um, which is who took over from Craig Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, the Late Late Show. Keep mixing that up with uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, because he does the karaoke, car karaoke, or some such, uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with the famous uh, singing people. Uh, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld does not do car karaoke. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, um, would that be interesting at all? Comedians in car doing karaoke. <laughs> Who are these people? Who is this coffee? No, that doesn't work. Not really. <laughs> Right. Cut. How about comedians in cars having coffee in the car as they're zooming through mountainous turns? (laughs) (laughs) Being distracted, nearly dying. Yeah, it's all spills (laughs) and spit takes. (laughs) I would watch that, yes. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, (laughs) that could be a spinoff. A literal spinoff. It sounds like a one-show gift machine. It's just... There would be something new every week that you could mm-hmm. throw out to your friends on on the old social media. Um, uh, I was looking for, I, w- I was searching for our uh, for this podcast. I was like, man, there's a lot of shows that are just called Two Brothers, but yeah. none of them are, are just called. It's just called Two Brothers. That is interesting. So we should be okay. I did not know that. Yeah, the one that comes up first, the Two Brothers podcast, is actually a couple of preachers. So brothers in well. the monk sense. So it'll be interesting if people get that confused. Yes. Like this isn't what I was expecting at all. Especially Either way they go. With the occasional salty language on this one. Mm-hmm. Like my preacher recommended I listen to this. I'm confused. <laughs> For those people, fuck. <laughs> we were gonna talk about Red Dwarf. Uh, we were, but I was just gonna mention oh. my uh my voice is wacky wacky. Yeah. Um, I've had a fighting a cold for a couple of weeks. I don't know, whatever you call it. Anyway, my you call voice it is scratchy. You call it that thing that's going around. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, and also, I'm not you, sure if if the baby gave it to me or if I gave. <laughs> now she has a cough and some uh, gooey nose. Um, maybe I gave it to her or gave it something to each other. Where would she have gotten it? Daycare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the so, ultimate kid germ vector. It sure is. So, you know. You never know, though. You work in close proximity to children, so. I do. So it could be any one of the uh, 900 students at my school (laughs) to pass it on to each other. Anyway, okay, moving on. Raging cold tornado. Mm -hmm. So, yes. We were going to talk about Red Bull. Uh, (laughs) Well, we could. Uh, I wish I had had a Red Bull because uh, then I might be thinking more clearly to uh, remember that, of course, we were going to talk about Red Dwarf. Might have some actual flow instead of just silences <laughs> punctuated by giggles. We- um, so last week we ran out of time. and uh, As we do. 
self-imposed time limit. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous soon. Like, oh, I just got started on this treatise of <laughs> Roman beaches, and now I've got to end the show. Sorry, out of time. Okay, everyone. Next week, we'll talk about Roman beaches, Red Dwarf, <laughs> our own nostalgia for various things. <laughs> An ever-increasing list that we never get to. Uh, excellent. Um, so the thing that I that I specifically wanted to bring up um, to start it off was back in the early 90s, I want to say around 1990, mm-hmm. um, you came to live in, in L.A. where I was, and I was a messenger, uh, point-to-point messenger at the time. And before you had a, a gig, you rode around with me, um, I don't know, a couple weeks, you think? Straight? It was a week anyway. At least a week and maybe slightly longer. I'm not sure. Yeah, because true. because what ended up happening is while we were driving from place to place, you read the book Red Dwarf to me. Uh, to us. Specifically, I believe it's called Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers by uh-huh. Grant Naylor, uh-huh. which is a combo of. Uh, Rob Grant and Doug Naylor's last names. I think uh, I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Now you had already seen the show, the BBC um, show based on the book, correct? Because you knew the um, you knew the voices, and uh, so that was fun for me to hear you right, uh, right, right. dramatic re- dramatically and comically retell the um, or narrate the book in the show's voices. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was quite humorous because I had never seen or heard of until you brought sure. it up. So. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I still that that's that's I still enjoy that book. Um, <laughs> when I pick up little excerpts every once in a while, mm-hmm. I'll see it on the shelf and then I'll go look up something. And um, that was not my first exposure, but my first um, r- real understanding of a uh, what's it the Liverpoolian accent? Uh, Scouse. <laughs> Is it Scouse? Yes. Scouse. Yeah. Uh, which I I didn't know at the time that was what that was Scouse, but um, recently I found that as well. Scouse accent. Scouse. Aye. <laughs> it's a bit more broader than the uh, <laughs> the Beatles one. Yeah, they're a little. Um, well, I only know the Beatles accent from uh, Dana Carvey's caricature. Ricky Dicky Diddly Diddly Do. Sing songy. Is that a Merseyside? I think accent. I mean, that I, that's too that. too um, uh, too in yeah. for me. I'm Scouse, pretty... Scouse is considered a sort of a blue collar uh, version of a Liverpudlian accent, mm-hmm. or you know, northeastern England, vaguely. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure that's true. But yeah, it was. I, I'd had. I don't know how many episodes I watched, six or eight, um, when I was in Australia the first time and so um i had a good sort of grounding in what uh craig charles was doing with the, with the voice for anybody who doesn't know uh red dwarf is a science fiction comedy show television show uh that the bbc produced in the late 80s mm-hmm. through <laughs> i don't know a couple of years ago <laughs> with huge gaps between several seasons yeah and premised on a, a, what is it? Like, just, I should just read the thing. Insert um, Holly 
doing the <laughs> intro to the show here. This is an SOS distress call from the mining ship Red Dwarf. The crew are dead, killed by a radiation leak. The only survivors were Dave Lister, who was in suspended animation during the disaster, and his pregnant cat, who was safely sealed in the hold. Revived three million years later, Lister's only companions are a life form who evolved from his cat and Arnold Rimmer, a hologram simulation of one of the dead crew. In the three million years we've been away, it is my fond hope that mankind has abolished war, cured all disease, and got rid of those little Western saloon doors you get in trendy clothes shops. <laughs> so, so yeah, okay. that's a basic. Like it, he does, you know, some kind of variation on that every mm-hmm. every every show, right? And BBC shows being usually six at a time for a season, um, you know, they can pack a lot of laughs. You know, they can really concentrate on on the writing. <laughs> in theory, mm-hmm. <laughs> without the pressure of having to do, you know, 22 or 24 American seasons. Yep. I mean, American shows in a season. Right. right. So, um, but yeah, I just, uh, I thought it was really, really funny and spot on. And I, it's, uh, I don't know, highly recommended to anyone who enjoys British comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me a lot of um, Hitchhiker's, Guide to the, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy style um you know, sci-fi humor, which is clearly influenced by. Mm-hmm. So, and read the book; it's great. Uh, the book goes into a lot more detail about the the cat. The, um, yes, Denny John's character. They mm-hmm. they don't say much about his backstory on the show, right? They just barely touched on it. You how we got there? Yeah, you wouldn't want to do any exposition. Really, um, slow the thing down. But in a book, you know, you get the whole the whole history of the thing. Really, mm-hmm. so every I would keep going back and looking at things that I half remembered, but it was uh, it just quickly became one of my favorites, and the book just expanded my love of it, and, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a really fun um, sort of what do you call it spoken <laughs> spoken word thing um, audio, audio book, book. yeah experience <laughs> you create yeah you created an audio book mm-hmm. experience for me in real time uh, or for us yeah. So that was fun. Did you know of the book before you saw the show? No, not at all. So you just happened to spy the show when you were in Australia. Well, because of its popularity, they decided to to do the book to make more money. I guess. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know the book wasn't first. They, no, they then they just adapted their scripts hmm. to the book. I mean, Douglas Adams did the same. Is that right? I sure. The radio that. came. For, the radio show came came first. What? And then he wrote the book. All wow! I, I I am blown. I'm speechless without speech. Huh. Well, there you have it. That's um, <laughs> learn something new every day. Uh, Except maybe. when you don't. not anymore. Right. Being being out of school. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> hey, l- life is school, my friend. <laughs> For some of us, yeah. yeah, it would be. I do miss it. I gotta say, mm-hmm. uh, highly recommended. Was that was that what you were trying to relate? I mean, it, well, it, just in general, like us. Uh, I was just thinking back um, to that uh, to that experience. So it was fun, you know. All of a sudden, I don't know what what uh, impetus you had to to start reading that out loud, hmm. but um, we were in traffic most of the time. I think I with... thought it would be fun to do the voices. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. why. And then <laughs> there turned out to be more exposition <laughs> than I would have liked. <laughs> so. Uh... But you'd already read Hitchhikers, and I had the yeah. um, I had the book of the scripts for the radio series, the original thing. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever read the whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, so, so, yeah, that would have been good too. But I'd read uh, 
play, had I? No. I played the game, hmm. but I think that's probably the most thorough I had gotten into Hitchhiker's Guide was I played the, uh, the text adventure. Uh, um, and I knew, I had heard some of the radio broadcasts. Right. Um, and I want to say I'd seen, let's see, by that point, I don't know if I'd seen any of the BBC broadcasts of the show. I was disappointed in the film that came out more recently. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was just different than what I had remembered from hearing the radio broadcast. You know, that always kind of skews things. I think that's what people are saying about Justice League. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Indeed. But, I don't know. Do you watch the Marvel and or DC superhero films? I've seen, um, I think I've seen all the Marvel ones, uh, or nearly all. Right. Um, I still haven't seen, uh, and all the Superman ones up to, up till when they did Superman versus Batman. I've got that in my DVR now for probably a year and a half, but, um, okay. Top 10 Marvel Cinematic Universe movies ranked from least to best. Go. (laughs) Um, okay. So you got, uh, Iron Man. Iron Man 2, um, hmm, the Hulk remake uh, with Ed Norton rather than, what's his name? I, as Bruce, I'm not sure Bruce that's Wissey. an MCU movie. See, I, okay. think, I think with Iron Man, I could be wrong about this, it starts uh, with a conjoined timeline between everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. They all sort of interrelate and... and you know, move forward from that point mm-hmm. interrelating. Right. So not just any Marvel movie, but yeah. Okay. MCU. Like um, the thing that happens in Iron Man is also history for the Avengers say. Yeah. And so yeah. forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I don't know them well enough to rank them, but um, in no particular order, uh, those. Flipping, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Captain America. That was really good. Uh, the Avengers one and, Two, I want to say, were hmm. really good. Uh, or one, anyway. Uh, two, I can't remember which one switched fine. out after I, one. I enjoyed one. Mm-hmm. And Thor. You, you have to like Joss Whedon for the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor, I have not seen. I have not seen, um, I haven't seen the Thor movies. I, I liked Thor quite a bit. Um, of course, he was my favorite uh, comic book character to collect. Comic book to collect um, mm-hmm. back in the... 80s there. I had a subscription. Paid was subscription. Hmm? When? Why? Oh, like what was um, his appeal uh, for I you personally? I don't know exactly. It was just different. Um, I knew some mythology. It was interesting. Right. It was uh, a literal it, god instead of just a metaphorical yeah. god. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> um, and a couple of my friends were, were super into comics. Um, one had every almost every Iron Man um, and many X-Men, you were, you collected X-Men pretty early on. Yeah. And, uh, what else? Alpha Flight, <laughs> short-lived. For a while, yeah. Uh, that was good. Um, wait, Alpha Flight, is that the one with Puck? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I just liked, I liked Thor. I liked the mythology behind it that they were able to explore. Sure. Um, so. It was. And it wasn't one that anybody else of my friends was collecting, ah. per se. So, yeah. So you like be, you like standing on your own rather than going along with the crowd. Um, if you say so. 
<laughs> Zing! <laughs> uh, you better end now. If I can get better than that. <laughs> yeah, there's your. Oh, uh, I was just. I don't remember how I got on the topic. Uh, I was thinking about the band Boston. Mm-hmm. So this leads into another thing. How did you start liking Boston so much? Well, I was telling you um, before. We did the, um, and when I was in junior high, and we did those air bands um, for a, a video production class, right. um, elective thing, and the the one song that we chose, or rather my friend chose for us, was Boston's Don't Look Back, and I learned the air drum part okay, for Don't Look Back. That's how I first learned about Boston. Right. And, you know, I just loved it from that point. I loved the, the harmonies, um, the... The um, just the overall sound mm-hmm. was very appealing. We we have that in common. Good production mm-hmm. is a is appealing. Is a, is a thing. Sure. Yeah. I, I was kind of, I'm kind of an aficionado. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I mean, good grief! It, and I didn't know at the time that it was all Brad Delp. I don't think for for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, his vocals are um, second to none. I think. I mean, if you listen to him live, he's good, but mm-hmm. he's not spectacular, mm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the videos that are YouTube-ish, YouTube, <laughs> YouTube videos of his performances, um, so he was able to uh, to do really well in studio. Yeah, and that's it's talent and its ability, but it's also um, Tom Schultz's persistence and mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. a thousand takes. Yeah, perfectionism. And doing, uh, taking the best bits, the best ones. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think snippets, I, I'm not sure. But I would say uh, the best takes of 100. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he said he did um, have the ability to remember his previous line, like his previous vocal lines when he was doing harmonies. So he would, mm-hmm. have, it, he would have it in his head where he needed to be to do the third or the fifth you know, above yeah. what he'd already done. Mm-hmm. But not, you know, not strictly, uh, what, do, what do I want to say, Everly Brothers-ish, where it just tracks a, a third of the whole thing. Is that yeah. right? I don't know how much they, they vary. Um, yeah, I haven't analyzed it. but um, It's kind of an intuitive thing for most singers. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't have a chart where you mm-hmm. follow the, the notes. You just kind of wing it <laughs> yeah. as you go. And you sing, you know, what sounds good, basically, mm-hmm. over... Uh, 100 rehearsals and yeah um just sort of figure out where you want to be next so um schultz said that he was really good at you know being able to pile on um more lines mm-hmm. what would you call it Tracks. Var- varying varying harmonies you know the uh varying high and low layers layers if you like uh above and below the main melody mm-hmm. so it sped up the recording a bit and then of course she would just tweak the mix of it forever yeah 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 and then he wouldn't like the guitar sound suddenly and he'd re- redo all of it <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i don't I, I guess i didn't ever question why you liked them it was just mm-hmm. a thing that you liked but it, it makes sense yeah but, yeah uh, and we have yeah. that in common like we both sure. like uh, harmony vocals mm-hmm. i don't know sure. maybe that was growing up in a, a house full of or a family full of singers. I would imagine so. You could appreciate it. Yeah, because <laughs> they were good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, we like uh, Journey a lot for that reason, I think. Hmm. 
it's a similar uh, style, not not musical style, but um, but style of of um, layering those harmonies, mm-hmm. and uh, and also Steve Perry, yet another fantastic vocalist who I think probably intuitively could could do the same thing we we're talking about. That, I mean, that, top three or four in popular music of all time for me. That's mm-hmm. just an amazing quality of voice. Yeah. That's and his live videos from the the late seventies and early eighties are unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is bang on the whole time. You know, in a in a time before um, in ear um, monitors you know, that sort right, of isolated right. it for you, I gave mm-hmm. you a nice mix to to sing to. He just had stage monitors or maybe nothing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just whatever the band was <laughs> around him. Yeah. And of course, these guys were long before auto-tune. Yes. And uh, over-processing. Yeah. Which is, so. which is why it's fun for me to go back and listen to stuff like Boston and, mm-hmm. and Journey. And, you know, I don't have that much nostalgia for it, but the technical quality of it is so amazing. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I spend a lot of time listening to new things, mm-hmm. new, new music and not really deep diving into uh, an album like I did when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. You got to get that? No, <laughs> somebody else will get it. <laughs> so, um, Great yeah. timing. Um, I don't know. I don't know a, how these things connect. Well, uh, this is just I a bunch of all... random <laughs> topics. Yeah, sure. There's no, there's no reason to have a, an overall theme, overarching show theme, uh-huh. a story arc. <laughs> um, but you know, going back to that, I think we could also, not only did we like it at the time because it was good or appealing to us then, but now, Having delved into the um, scene behind the curtain of how, you know, of audio production, sure, uh, and creation mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, dabbling to some degree, each of us in our own way. Dabbling is the word. Yep. Um, you can go back and say, man, and especially knowing what they had then. Um, and I was just reading about the the Beach Boys, uh, as we mentioned, Pet Sounds, the last show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Brian Wilson. Uh, made sure he, even though I think they were, um, they were contracted to Capitol Records at the time, they went to CBS because that's the only studio that had an eight track recorder in, in all of Hollywood or all of LA. Hmm. So he wanted to multi track everything, um, and do, do a lot of layers, but also do a lot of individual, um, tracks so that he could have the final, uh, command of, over the entire mix. And, um, Mike Love was writing that they would that he would call Brian um, dog ears because he could hear everything so clearly, and he was mm-hmm. he was like, "Nope, do it again. Right. <laughs> nope, that guy was that was off. Do it again." You know, yeah. He's like very uh, very keen, not only on what he knew he wanted, but but that he could you know recognize and hear the hear them so well, and yeah. um, and he would sit there and teach each person their part at the piano before they would go to record the vocal part. Yep. Well, each of the, each of the guys, their yeah. vocal parts that he wanted them to sing. Yeah, he knew so. what arrangement, what vocal arrangement he wanted to, mm-hmm. to put out, and had worked it out in his head. Yeah. Um, well, on the piano, sure, but uh, had had worked it all out beforehand, and um, <laughs> this is how it will be done. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. And then they had they had their input, and of course, mm-hmm. Mike Love could step in there and 
bow, mow, mow, baloney. And, sure. <laughs> because that's what the kids were, were into those days. Ugh. He, he wrote the, you know, he's credited with the, the good vibrations bit. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, that part is fine. Yeah. 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 That's why he got the writing credit. Yeah. Um, if you're, uh, one of those people that does social media, you can find us at, on Twitter at, Quote, unquote, uh, IJC, those people, those people, cause I'm not, um, at IJC2B, our Twitter handle at IJC, the number two B. Very good. And then, um, IJC2BS at gmail.com. I see what you, you did there. Email us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The number two, of course. The number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, there's a little baby running around. <laughs> that is probably a, a sign that we should end the show. I guess. Um, ooh, yep, the music says so as well. So, <laughs> there there you have it. Damn you, music! <laughs> when will it ever stop with its oppressive entrance? Probably in a few seconds. Oh, okay. So. Uh, we will uh, we'll do this again next week. Sounds I, good. Uh, I, I, I am Marcus Harwell. I'm your brother James. It's just called Two Brothers. That it is. No. It's just, it's just, called, it's just called Two Brothers. Yes, it is called It's Just Called Two Brothers. <laughs> I think I got it this time. Woo! Bye! Bye!